0: From VT Digger, I'm Mike Dougherty. This is The Deeper Dig. This week, the housing crunch hits Vermont renters. Since last year, realtors have described unprecedented home buying, driving up prices and competition. What's less clear is how the pandemic has affected the state's rental market. But one family's story backs up the word on the street. People are scrambling for apartments that aren't there. Justin, thanks for jumping on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Our Northeast Kingdom reporter, Justin Trombley, has been talking to a family in Westfield that's been looking for a place for more than a year.
1: My name is Jody Vasquez, and we're currently located in Jay, Vermont. Um, we're temporarily staying at an Airbnb.
0: Justin, tell me about Jody Vasquez.
2: So basically, Jody, her husband, two kids... They moved to the Northeast Kingdom uh, a few years ago, in around 2017, from Colorado. They were looking to find better employment, and they did find it here. Things were going well for them. They were renting, they were saving up to buy their own home when the pandemic hit.
1: Right before COVID hit, we were actually had a uh, an appointment to see a mortgage broker at the Credit Union to start the process of you know the steps to beginning to buy our own home. So yeah, it was definitely becoming promising, and everything that we set out to accomplish, it seemed that it was going to be able to accomplish.
2: Before the pandemic, Jody had been working as a truck driver. She originally had driven a truck for her in laws. And uh, eventually she had bought that truck from them. So she was an independent driver working the roads, delivering things, whatnot. Um, when the pandemic hit and a lot of things shut down, she lost out on that job and and sort of that stable uh, stream of income.
1: Um, when the COVID hit, it shut down construction. And that's my main income source. You know, um, when you go from making you know, close to $4,000 a week to nothing, you, the bills don't stop. The income stops, but the bills don't. So, you know, you've got your overhead for your truck, you've got the insurance, fuel costs, repair costs, licensing costs. The, they never stopped and I couldn't keep ahead.
2: This obviously brought a lot of pressure on her. So she decided to enroll in the Community College of Vermont to get a degree in medical coding and billing. Uh, she figured, you know, that Medical jobs—they're always going to be there, hmm. and she thought that might be something that's a little more stable, especially during a time like this.
1: You know, we were we were content. Um, we were home. You know what we considered home, and everything was going great.
2: So Jody and her family were going ahead with this plan, and by this time in the early pandemic, uh, Jody was actually a few months pregnant with the couple's third child. They're living this whole time in a. Westfield home, which is in Orleans County. And come May, last May, her landlord says, Hey, I sold my house and I'd like to move into the house that I'm renting to you guys. Basically saying, Get out of here. (laughs) Yeah. And that was a move by the landlord to sort of cash in on this housing market boom we're seeing in Vermont. Prices for new homes are, are skyrocketing and there's a huge demand. Um, especially for out of staters to come in and, and take up housing here.
1: It's almost like a slap in the face, you know. It's like, you gotta be kidding me. You know, it, what are we gonna do? And and I was nine months pregnant at the time. You know, so it, it wasn't thinking about oh, you know, where are we gonna go? It's well, I gotta give birth first and I gotta get through these few months first. You know, before I can even think about moving somewhere, and where are we gonna? What are we gonna do? You know, there's nothing for rent. Nobody's leaving their homes right now. Nobody's leaving their rental properties right now. So it it was it was shock. It was shock.
2: Because of eviction moratoriums and things like that, the Vasquezes didn't have to leave immediately. But it's been you know more than a year. And a lot of effort. And they haven't been able to find another rental in Vermont. At least one that will work with their needs. You know, they're a family of five. They have dogs. And, and according to Jody, you know, there really hasn't been anything.
1: Hmm. There's, there's literally nothing to rent. I mean, at one point, things were going so fast. And, and a gentleman had posted his home for a rent. It was a four-bedroom four or five bedroom home um, for $3,400 a month and it was gone within 14 hours. Um, Another lady I talked to, she had her three bedroom house on the market and it was in probate court. So she wasn't sure what was going to happen with it anyway, but she got 150 calls on it. So it was turned into panic mode at that point.
2: They've been checking out listings uh, that will disappear, you know, within hours Um, They're talking with real estate agents who are turning up empty-handed. They're even talking with town clerks and and people like that who are just trying to find anything that might be available. She told me about how they've even gone as far as to drive around. And every time they spot an empty home, they'll uh, take down the address. They'd go to a town clerk or, or town records, see who owned it and uh, try to get in touch with them and see, hey, uh, you know, you've got this empty home here. Would you be willing to rent it? Wow. Yeah.
0: These are homes that aren't even on the rental market. They're just cold calling people.
2: Yeah, no, these are just empty homes that, that they've driven by in the area.
1: Wow. And, you know, it's not that we can't, you know, we pay our bills. It's not that we can't afford anything. You know, there's just nothing to pay for. You know, there's nothing out there.
0: When we come back, what we know and what we don't about Vermont's rental market. Just a quick message from our underwriters. Community Health is Vermont's largest federally qualified health center. Affordable, accessible, quality primary health care at Community Health includes dental, pediatric, behavioral health, and pharmacy services. With practices in Rutland, Pollitt, Shoreham, Brandon, and Castleton, new patients are always welcome. And centers are open seven days a week at Express Care in Rutland and Castleton. Community Health accepts Medicaid and offers sliding scale fees, making healthcare accessible to everyone. Community Health. Your health is our mission. We're also sponsored this week by a new podcast, Bold Ideas from Vermont. A global pandemic, has forced us to rethink almost every aspect of our lives. So where should we look for inspiration? On his new podcast, Bold Ideas from Vermont, host David Roth thinks the solutions are closer to home than you might think. Along with co-host Meg Polite and special guests, David discusses the bold ideas grounded in Vermont know-how that can help us not only survive, but thrive. Listen and subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. Go to boldideaspod.com. That's boldideaspod.
2: Justin, why is it so hard for Jody and her family to find a place? So, everyone knows right now that the homes market in Vermont is under a lot of strain. What's less clear but is still probably present is the idea that the rental market is also under strain. Basically the word on the street is that, you know, there are a lot more people looking for apartments right now than there are apartments. Partially it's a it's a matter of, you know, just this huge scarcity right now. It's it's driven and and this is somewhat speculative, but there's a few factors that people think are going into this.
0: What what are those factors?
2: First off, uh Vermont in general in recent years has had a lower than ideal vacancy rate. And basically that that phrase refers to the number of people looking for rentals versus the number of rentals. People in the housing industry think that a rate between four and six percent is ideal for both renters and landlords. And in recent years, Vermont has had somewhere in the three percent range.
0: Okay, so a a little low.
2: Yeah, a little low. Uh, of course, it's it's much more exacerbated in places like Chittenden County, where it's usually hovering in in the one percent. Range. Wow. But p- part of the reason for that, uh, as offic- state officials described to me, is Vermont as a whole sort of lags behind in new housing starts. Uh, so building new houses. Now, those houses might be used for rental, right? Uh, or they might be used as permanent housing. So either way, those new houses free up some space in the market, right? But Vermont has lagged behind in that and and the housing construction data that's available shows that in recent years, it has dropped tremendously. Hmm. That's one factor. It seems like the pandemic has certainly exacerbated the rental vacancy rate here in Vermont um, just because there's such a demand for housing right now and you have people who are moving in uh, from out of state, they're buying up properties. If they're renting them, the wisdom seems to be that they're renting them at higher prices than normal. Hmm. The The whole market is just sort of under strain right now.
0: So it sounds like you really can't disentangle what's happening with the market for buying homes with the rental market, that when one gets strained, the other is going to follow close behind.
2: I think it's safe to say that that tracks. Part of the problem with evaluating Vermont's rental market is the state has such little data available for that, you know, unlike other states, Vermont doesn't require landlords to like do any registrations or register their properties with the state, you know anything like that hmm. it's almost like a wild west <laughs> and one one state official a housing official, was describing to me how in Vermont it it really everything as far as tracking, monitoring, and hearing about rentals. It's done through Craigslist. It's done through front porch forum, uh, word of mouth. Um, you know, there's no central, really, location at the state level uh, to to look at rentals and to track whether they're going or being filled or or disappearing. So because of that, it's been uh, difficult for officials and you know realtors and people like that to really evaluate the the true impact of the pandemic, but. Uh, the expectation is that we'll be able to see that in the future when when enough data, when, when enough information is collected and available. I know there was a bill that went through the legislature
0: this past year to create some kind of rental housing registry with the state. It passed during the special session in June, but Governor Phil Scott vetoed it. Is the sense among people you've talked to that that would have helped the situation
2: here? Yeah, with, with a, a registry like that, you would imagine it would be easier for officials or maybe even all vermonters to keep track of the rental market and and what's available and what's not again like the state has so little data on this and has so little data historically on it that any increase in the information collected about uh, the number of rentals and their availability I think would give a broader insight into. Especially the the pandemic induced trends, you know, because because everything right now is sort of just conventional wisdom and what people are seeing on the ground. You do have realtors and landlords who are saying, "Yeah, we've noticed uh, an increase in applications." Landlords are overwhelmed with the numbers of people trying to get into their apartments, and you're seeing in places like Burlington studies being done by real estate firms that do confirm that the vacancy rate has dropped in the city. Of course, that only speaks to one part of Vermont, and it speaks to a part of Vermont that for a long time has been plagued by the same issue. But if that type of data was available statewide, I think you'd see a lot better insight into what's going on. It seems like gathering data would be
0: a good first step. But among those you've talked to, is there a sense of what can actually be done beyond that to try to stabilize this market and, you know, make it so that people like Jody aren't left in the lurch when they're potentially kicked out of the place where they're living.
2: There have been efforts since the pandemic began at the state level and at the local level to uh, sort of address the housing crisis in Vermont generally. You know, one of the things that pandemic has shown us is that people are in dire need of this type of housing. Recently, at the local level, there was an editorial written by uh, social services workers, uh, leaders of groups that do that kind of of work, and other stakeholders in the kingdom, both in and outside of the real estate industry, basically saying that we need more attention on this area in particular, Orleans County and part of Essex County. Their letter claims that the, the vacancy rate in Orleans County, where Jody lives, and northern Essex County Hovers around one or two percent wow, so that's that's almost you know the same range as Burlington and Chittenden County, hmm. which is striking they've come out in that letter with a few different recommendations for the state and for local leaders that they think would help address this at least in the short term hmm. They want housing voucher amounts increased uh, they would like grants for housing to quote unquote reflect the true cost. Of rental housing. So in effect, they don't think that grants for this kind of thing are enough right now. They'd also want a, an increase in the number of Section 8 vouchers that can be used for private rentals. And they're calling for a fairly expansive building effort. And that's something you've seen at the state level as well, where from Island Pond to Troy, sort of along that stretch of road and and that work commute zone. They want housing for at least 70 people, which also will include some families, and they also want 30 new units of case managed housing in and around Newport. You know, those are the the big ticket items from a longer list of solutions that they suggest. But their their basic ethos is we kept people, we kept our neighbors safe during the height of the pandemic and now as we're moving out of it we need to do, we need to do the same that's really what Jody's hoping to see there's been a lot of talk especially up in the kingdom about these local support networks and circles of people who are able to help each other out you saw across this region and i'm sure in other places in vermont a massive on the ground effort to get people food or get people transportation you know make sure people are taken care of during this pretty straining time and that kind of community support network is what jody and her husband and kids have been trying to rely on in this time where they can't find permanent housing
1: it's beyond stressful i can tell you that it's beyond stressful it's, it's caused a lot of a lot of havoc you know it, it, internally and you know my husband and i it just it makes you feel like you've failed as a parent you know it I I've, I feel like I've failed my kids.
2: You know, luckily, the family was able to find some housing until November. They got in touch with a, a landlord who owns an Airbnb in the J Peak area, and he was willing to rent to them at a discount because, you know, rentals there aren't exactly cheap, up until November when the tourist season's really going to kick in. She's really grateful for that, and... You know, over the past few weeks, they've just been packing and packing and packing to move in there. And just now, a few days ago, they got settled in. But she's still worried. She's still wondering, you know, when this ends, when November comes, where are we going to go? And I guess that's the question for her and for other Vermonters. You said up top that
0: Jody and her family, as of a couple of years ago, have been saving up to buy a place of their own. Does it seem like that will be on the horizon for her anytime soon?
2: The sense I got from her was was no, just because of how much the pandemic hit them. You know, it it messed with their jobs. She had to change plans to go back to school. And, and of course, is, you know, now spending money trying to keep afloat right now.
1: It turned my whole life upside down. You know, it really did. It stopped everything and turned everything upside down. I feel like I'm lost. Like, I feel like I lost my, you know, almost lost my way. Like, I can't, I can't believe that all of this is happening. You know, it's, it's kind of hard to kind of wrap your mind around. You know, I I try not to think about it, but it's just, it's, it's crazy.
0: We've got the federal eviction moratorium ending at the end of this month. Presumably that's going to take a pretty tight rental market and make it even tighter there's going to be more people out there who are out there looking for a place to go from the people you've talked to what does it seem like the long-term outlook
2: is here this is this is a tough one (laughs) A a lot of it is just so uncertain i mean nobody really knows is the thing and it's that's the case with so many things right now in state government in local government in people's daily lives is no one really knows what the next six months are going to look like i mean we're still in the pandemic coming out of it, but I, d- I don't think we've truly registered what the the impact has been and will be going forward. And even by that point, we might not know. Got it. Thanks, Justin. Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: You can find Justin's full report on the rental housing crunch at vtdigger.org. And find all of our COVID-19 coverage in one place at vtdigger.org slash coronavirus. You're listening to The Deeper Dig, a weekly podcast from the VT Digger Newsroom. Search for it and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, and you'll get new episodes as soon as they land. We use music this week by Blue Dot Sessions. We'll be back next week with more stories from the Digger Newsroom. See you then.